Everybody, welcome to another episode of That's Oak Fetch, where we talk about dating, Torah, and everything in between. Thanks so much for tuning in. I'm so pumped to be here. I've been watching so many creators out there really just like go out there with their content, and it's honestly just so impressive. So I really want to hop on that bandwagon and just continue to brainstorm and research and find positive things through this terrifying, horrible pandemic that we're totally living through right now. So, you know, in this episode, we'll be, I'll be diving into my research on dating in the corona age and kind of talking about like various ways that I've been practicing my own self-care during this time and then you know, getting diving into a story of Miriam from the Passover story. So that's going to be this episode and hope you guys enjoy. I am sitting here with my rosé, my apple orchard from my obviously essential trip out. Don't judge me. I really don't go out that much. Um, But you know, I just like you got to have your booze when you're inside all day. That's all I'm going to say. I've got my Scandinavian swimmers need to really push through. It's This might be like the latest I've ever recorded, but I just had so many thoughts on my mind. I had to get it all out right now, and it's just happening. And this is how I'm spending my Thursday night late. Woohoo, rage. Anyways, so I feel like last week um, I was kind of like, okay, dating is really not happening, and so that's that. And like it's all bismal and like there's dismal what's the word anyways and there's nothing that's going to come out of it um and so much for that but I feel like this week like at least it kind of felt like on social media everyone became a lot more like chatty and like this weird ass Facebook group called Meet Jew University came out which is like a bunch of people writing like hype posts for their friends and like a ton of likes and comments and things like that and it's like fashion to be like a shidduch group for like corona timing to like create relationships but like I'm just curious if any relationships are actually going to come out of it because like it's kind of a younger crowd like more like in college like sorority vibe and like I just don't really know if anything's going to come out of it my point is is that I have found like you know random ads coming out like dating in the corona age and like it is clear to me that now that we're sort of like settling into the terrifying time people are thinking about this and it's not as much like on the back of their minds and like what's what's gonna happen are people still gonna date like is that something that needs to be compromised because of everything else that is happening so in good old-fashioned that's so fetch style I made a poll on Instagram to see what my followers thought about dating in the corona age so first question i asked was would you be down for a facetime first date which is kind of like what's gonna have to happen um so people 70 57 people said yes and 43 percent people said no so more people said yes which i mean why not like i feel like a lot of even that happens like pre like even in the real in pre-corona world people were having FaceTime dates and like or at least like talking on the phone before going on dates so it's not actually the craziest thing 
have you ever been, have you been more or less active on apps? 43% of people said more and 57% of people said less. So that means that people are saying they're less active on the apps. Personally, I'm less active on the apps. Like I just, it's so hard (laughs) to be like, Hey, so like, what's your, like, what do you even say? Like people are dying around you. Like, Oh, like what's your, two truths and a lie also like my grandma's in the hospital like not not that my grandma's in the hospital but like that's the essence of like it just feels hard to like do that but that being said I think that I think that people are still gonna push through because like you know people are lonely and we're stuck in our houses so everyone's gonna start talking um next question are you judging potential dates by seeing how seriously they are taking social distancing and this one was like by far everyone was like yeah most definitely one of the things I was like most excited about was like just asking people if they're excited about dating or not during this time and um 32 percent of people said they're excited and a whopping 68 percent said they have no energy so that just goes to show that my Instagram people were like not having it but then I had a question where I kind of just like wanted everyone's thoughts and I broke it down to like positive and negative so like looking at it both sides and just a few of the positive things was that one of my friends said people will have time to get to know someone for who they are which I thought was really interesting because if you're dating like only through like technology then you're talking a lot and like you really have to invest and I think that that is an interesting tidbit because I feel like the opposite thing is like FaceTime dates could be a little shorter because like how long are you going to talk for so long like at some point you're just gonna leave unless like I mean unless you don't have anywhere to go um anyways um one of the things someone mentioned she said wonders for Shomer cause which is funny people are saying that like you know struggle with Shomer there's really no struggle now because like you're not you're obviously not going to take the risk to break your Shomer with like someone during this time so Everyone's saying God is happy. Um, I find it a little amusing, but I'm not like, whoa, hilarious. So there's that. Um, And then one of my friends said that she did a FaceTime date the other day and they played a really cute Never Have I Ever game. And I think that's so sweet. Like, and then basically I want to end off like this by saying what my friend said that I really agree with where she said, we're in a time where there's no normal and the only way for it to work is to make the best of the situation. So I think the bottom line is we are going to need to get creative in this new time. So, you know, if that means like making a Google Doc and putting together all your online games and like say like maybe you'll have an online dance party, maybe you'll make a playlist, maybe you'll dance it out. Like the options are not endless, but there are different things that we can do to spice up, you know, the online dating life. It's just if there's a will, there's a way. And then some of the negative things was that someone just wrote, yeah, it's not going to be successful. And then someone else, uh, one of my friends who's in a relationship right now said that she is sad that she's going to be long distance now. But I had a bunch of people kind of like randomly be like, oh, like maybe, you know, people will sex during this time or there'll be like phone sex. I mean, partially it was a joke. I mean, depending on the person, et cetera. But like, bottom line is people are going to get creative and I guess we just have to see what's going to happen and my brother's 30th birthday was this week and he lives in Houston and he's done a lot of online dating so I was talking to him about it and he was like you know everyone's like oh yeah like it's gonna work it's gonna work but I had a conversation with him where he kind of like 
it kind of was like a wake up call. He was like, I've been doing this for years. Like it's very different connecting with people over the internet and like, it's not easy and you can't know what someone is like. Like obviously the ideal is that like you talk for like a few months over the internet and then like when you meet, it just like flows so effortlessly and then it's fine. But I feel like it's really not, basically my brother was saying like, it's not that simple and like there's a lot that goes into it and sometimes there are things that you see of a person when you see them in person that you like would never have known like he was just giving me like different stories of like a girl that he met and she had this like weird like a couple weird things like even one thing he said like he never noticed that he couldn't like hear her but then like when he met her excuse me in person she he she spoke very quietly and he couldn't even hear a word she said and it just like reminded me of when I was in a relation, my high school relationship, my, the guy I was with was very like shy in the beginning. And so like our relationship kind of started like over text. And so we would go to school and not talk so much at school. And then we would go home and he would say, Hey, what's up? And then we would talk for the rest of the night. And this is how every day would basically go at school. So after a while, I remember praying distinctly in Shimona Esrei that our texting relationship and our real relationship like balance out because I keep telling my friends I have this thing and they're like, oh, well, like, we'll see it when we believe it. And I'm like, I promise you, like, he's super chatty after school, but in person he's not. And then over time, I really had to, like, put myself out there and, like, chat with him. And obviously we ended up dating for, like, two and a half years. But it just made me think of the time that we're in now and how if you break it down in a technological, like, aspect of a relationship, there's texting and calling and FaceTime. And, you know, with texting, there's like, okay, do you vibe as texting? Do you enjoy talking on the phone? Do you like FaceTiming? And calling and FaceTiming are pretty similar, I would say. Just the difference is like, I think you can like kind of smile at each other and that's nice and have like um, your body language sort of speak to each other. But like when you're in person, that's when you really figure out if like you have chemistry and, you know, you don't have time to think about like what you're going to text and how clever you're going to be and even just like dumb stuff, like just like the way that your bodies interact in person, there's, there's so many things that could happen. So it's exciting to think about the potential of getting close to someone during this time all through technology, just because it's so like novel. But at the same time, what happens if you get close to someone and then you, this all ends God willing and you get back and you're in person and it's just like not going to work. So I don't know. I guess only time will tell. So that's kind of wrapping up my dating saga of the story. I was thinking about like going into like, I don't know, one of the stories from my past, but I just like, I have to be organic. It just doesn't feel organic right now to like share a funny story or a bad story or like talk about, this is just like what's relevant right now. So we're just going to keep going. And there are a lot of like things that have come out with coronavirus and like the culture and I feel like a few of them is that like you're always bored like there's nothing to do there's so much time and you know like there's so so much to be productive and I just have found this to not be true for me at all because a I feel like I have so much to do like I'm still working from home at my job and I'm just trying to get into a routine of like actually getting all this stuff done and staying organized and it doesn't feel that different for me in terms of the work but also like it's like okay yeah I'm free to FaceTime everybody but at the same time when you book like a night where you're FaceTiming someone like then someone else asks you oh you're free that night like you're not and my friends like my sisters are literally rolling their eyes at me right now but it's like actually a struggle like 
you want to just be able to FaceTime everyone and everyone's talking about how they're so available. But like at the end of the day, there's only so many hours in the day and I think life is still happening. And I also just like feel pressure as a creative person, as like a creative type. It's just pressure to like come out with something. And what about like just wanting to sleep in a little bit or just like have a snack? I just feel like everyone's thinking like you have to come up with like the next best thing. Like this is your opportunity to like really do different things. But I want to just come out there and say like if that's not happening for you and you're just trying to get the stuff done that's on your to-do list like that's okay because that's where I'm at that's where a lot of people are at and it's all right and like lots of things are happening like you know my lease is going to be up in June who knows what's going to happen stay tuned I don't know yet um I just think like this time of year like a side corona like March April May is also just like a time that I've always considered like an unsettling time because it's like right before summer, like you're kind of like making plans and different things. And unless you're in a job that like kind of stretches in all the way through the summer, then this doesn't apply to you. But I just, I know that there are like a lot of people who kind of are like making plans right now for like the fall and moving. Cause like fall is a really big moving time. And like, you know, my really heart goes out to like college seniors right now because I remember how stressful that time of year was for me, like aside from all of this and to have to deal with this on top of it all is just like beyond me. So sending my well wishes to all those listening who are college seniors. Um, so I want to talk about like how I've been distressing a little bit during this, just, you know, because I'm curious how you guys have been and hopefully by me sharing this, obviously, like I always say, it will be therapeutic for you as well. So like I've been... So something I've been thinking a lot about is how to feel sad and frustrated and then how to know when to stop and kind of figuring out the balance between pushing away feelings and letting them come in. I'm like very against that because I think when you push a lot, then like it's going to come later to bite you. So like you need to be sad now. But like ultimately, like like I said, it's time to be productive. You can't like go down that spiral all the time. So I've been doing a lot of self-regulation as they call it, where you basically, when you don't want to read the news anymore, you don't. And like, it's okay to not know every single thing that's going on. And I just like found right now that it's just been hard to be reading news articles. Cause like what the news, the headlines are just like unbelievable. Like what else have I been doing? Honestly, I've been working out a lot more, like at least I definitely work out once a day now and I feel like before my working out schedule was more like three times, four times a week and doing it once a day and doing dance, doing a lot of dance. I really think that dance is just like when a song comes on and you're in a bad mood and you just have to dance it out, it just like helps so much and I really don't know where I would be if I wasn't like doing these little YouTube dance videos and also like joining these online dance things if you guys know the get down they have like basically their dance parties and it's amazing how everything that has existed has just totally gone virtual so I did a dance party uh with them and that was really fun and like seeing all these different people on the screens kind of felt a little like voyeuristic not gonna lie just because it's like weird to see people in their like private rooms dancing but like also obviously very like wholehearted and sweet and connecting so I really enjoyed it um And wanted to say that if you guys are looking for like playlists for dancing in your room, because 
you just like don't know which songs you want to dance to i decided to go on spotify today and look up like quarantine or like coronavirus playlists and guys i'm no joke there's so much out there right now so many funny things like there's a playlist for everything like if you're looking for 80s if you're looking for vintage like just now for like this whole like rabbit hole research saga that i went down i was listening to a jazz playlist and it was just so good and like wow if there's anything you can take out from this episode just dance by yourself in your room well because you know you can't dance with other people or if you have a quarantine buddy but just like put on a song and dance because there's really nothing else you can do so like there's something really pure about just dancing and and just not thinking about what's happening in the world for at least like a second of your life and just totally becoming the next music star of the world Um, moving swiftly along i just have you know can't help but notice how many parallels there are in the passover story like i talked about a little bit in my last episode just like going from slavery to freedom and like fighting the jews fighting for their freedom and this exile and i just like the struggles that the jews are going through and like retelling that story just makes me feel like we'll be kind of like we'll be in a struggle ourselves so if anything this is like even more relatable this time of year this comes from the girl who like isn't preparing the seder like thank god you know like yeah easy for you to say you're not the one cleaning the house you're not the one preparing the food but nevertheless lots of parallels to the story but i also noticed that with the character of Miriam, Moshe's sister, there's also lots of parallels. Um, Like, basically, Miriam was quarantined because she got leprosy. And it's just like, there are certain words that I think after this is all is over, even now, like, if they're used in any different context, like, it just feels weird. Like, I went to the store, obviously, to get my necessary booze thing. And I saw all the Coronas there. And I was like, there was a time where, like, corona was just a beer and like social distancing was never a word that was used like sanitizer was just like sometimes you use sanitizer in like offices or like now it's like these things that were just like part of our everyday lives or like everything it's like so crazy to me okay i digress so at the end of the story the jewish people are standing at the shores of the red sea under the direction of their leader Moses, he begins to sing the Shirat Hayam, a song expressing their ecstatic gratitude and thanksgiving to God. So we're hashing out the point where the Jews are exiting the water and the waters close on the Egyptians and they're finally free. And so as Moses and his nation concluded their song, something inexplicable happened. And I have to pause just to credit Chabad.org for this great con- these great articles and just always bringing me some light some inspiration so thanks you chabad.org and as moses and his nation concluded their song something inexplicable happened miriam the prophetess the sister of aaron took a tambourine in her hand and the women went out after her with tambourines dancing and miriam answered them sing to the lord moses and the men sang their song and then miriam and the women rose to sing their song the men sang with their voices but the women's song with, was composed with voice, tambourines, and dance. The v- women's hearts were full of a greater joy, and their song was more comprehensive. 
what was the woman's contribution in the singing? Why did Miriam and the woman singing surpass the men's song? So Rashi explains that the women had these tambourines with them. The righteous women of that generation were confident that the Holy One, blessed be he, would make miracles for them, so they prepared tambourines and dances. When the Jewish people left Egypt, they left hastily, so hastily, in fact, that they were not even able to finish baking their bread, and it baked flat on their backs as matzah. The women were not concerned about their physical sustenance. They were certain that God would provide. They lived in a higher dimension, beyond the natural reality. After hundreds of years in bitter exile, after witnessing acts of utter barbarism, after weeping rivers of tears for their babies from their arms, after seeing their children cemented alive into brick walls to fill missing quotas, what did these women prepare while, while still slaves in Egypt? What was on the minds of these women who had seen affliction beyond the human breaking point? What was on the hearts of these women who bore anguish too much to fathom? What did their worn, tired, tortured, and beaten bodies carry out of Egypt? Tambourines. Instruments with which to sing and praise their God for the miracles they knew would come to be. Engulfed in misery, the women did not lose their vision. I love this writer. She's like giving, I'm like high off of this. It's so dramatic. Okay. Mourning their murdered children with a feminine sensitivity keener than that of their male counterparts. I'm, I'm not so like, I'm not obsessed with this article that's like it's i'm not about like a women are so much better than men that's just like not my speed but let's press on the women found the strength to fortify themselves not to lose hope the women found miriam's mary miriam's spirit of rebellion which is the hebrew word for rebellion is mary they would rebel against depression that would have been a natural outgrowth of such circumstances they would rebel against apathy they would rebel against hopelessness Amidst their agony, the women prepared tambourines. They fanned the spark of yearning with their worn souls until it grew into an overpowering, inextinguishable flame of faith. Guys, this is like what we're supposed to be doing during this time. Anyways, it's just like a glimpse into the future of like what what might be. Maybe this will be, maybe after all of this, like the dust will settle and we'll just go out dancing with our tambourines and it will be the most beautiful sight to behold. Me and my sister were walking around a little bit today. Wow, I'm really not doing, I'm making myself seem like I'm just not staying indoors. Staying indoors, guys. It was literally like, whatever. Don't judge me. I went out on a walk. I, okay, let's move on. Me and my sister were walking around outside and basically she was talking about how like she saw these memes about like what's going to happen after. And she's like, it's going to be crazy. Like, everyone is going to be at bars everyone is going to be at restaurants like people are going to be out so much because they haven't been out in so long and it's crazy to imagine that that will be a reality I feel like we're just getting so used to everything being closed and things getting more and more closed and you know more and more things getting taken away from us but hopefully we will move through it and come out alive happy and not too scarred let's just say okay amidst their agony the women prepared tambourines they fanned the spark of yearning within their worn souls until it grew into an overpowering okay i read this part as bitter as their lives became their faith grew stronger certain beyond to a shred of doubt that their god would remember them their only concern was being adequately prepared to sing with the appropriate expressions of joy for the miracles that were sure to occur 
This was the strength of Miriam, a feminine strength born out of bitterness, a faith sowed amongst, amidst despair. This was the strength of the women who left Egypt, equipped with tambourines and dances of joy and faith. We will then sing the highest of songs for the era which, after which there will be only full life and joy. So that's my piece about Miriam and the women who totally made something beautiful out of something that was super scary and and i think you know despair doesn't really help anybody and it's kind of like if you're you know how snails when they go down like when you when we were kids i don't know if you guys did this you would like touch their eyes and their eyes would go into their bodies and then you would watch their eyes like kind of crawl back out so i feel like in this case we need to let our eyes crawl back out and I think that we have to keep on slugging along. Honestly, I think slugs and snails might be the best analogy for this because it's kind of like you're slowly dying inside with everything that you're reading, but also like you like keep pushing on slowly, but surely you keep going. I hope that you guys don't lose despair in this time and continue to find cool articles, positive things, and I wish you all a restful Shabbat. If you're home, enjoy your family. If you are happen to be alone, enjoy your solitude. And if you're just with one other friend, just enjoy hanging out and having a drink or just doing whatever makes you feel happy and relaxed. Okay. Thanks so much for listening. Bye.